As I am entering these halls, I feel that I am in a certain chocolate factory. However, there are no Oompa Loompas here. <laughs> There's definitely some crew love. Today we are meeting with Midday Squares. You are listening to Radio Lounge, the voice of creative entrepreneurs and influencers. My name is Patrick, and I will be the host for today's show. Now we are in the in the rooms in the offices of Midday Squares. I'm joined by Nick, Jake, and Leslie, who are the ones who spearhead the whole project, who actually started all this. So we're we're super stoked. But before we get started, I want to like, you know, because today it's all about the hype, the hype you guys created in a very short amount of time on social media and so on. But what is the hype coming from? Is it from you? Or is it really from the chocolate I'm holding right now? I've never actually got the chance to taste it. Just because, like, wow. um, it's always sold out. It's always odd. Or, or something happens that I cannot go to the store. Amazing. So let's do this, like, live while we're... Are you hungry? I, I um, Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's really designed for when you're really hungry, so... Kills hunger. That's, Kills hunger. That's the number Kills one that craving. Yeah. And the beauty of it, it's all vegan. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Raw. Yeah. I, I'm a sweet dude, so... Good. So it's it's dark chocolate. 85%. 85%. Thoughts? Definitely. It's de- definitely very rich. Yeah, it is and rich. I love it. I, I really love it. <laughs> now you can say the truth. Now I'm going to start getting hooked on it. No, um, just to know, is there any fat or anything? Or I'm, I'm going to be healthy with this. There, So it's very healthy, mm-hmm. but there is fat. Mm. Um, the fat does come from the pumpkin seeds and the cocoa butter, um, but it's all healthy fat. Mm-hmm. So you're not putting anything that's bad for you and your body. And very consciously designed too. Uh, I, I think this is like one of the most unknown things about us is we design the commercial product with McGill and the ideology behind creating a product that was that gave you real hunger coverage. There was a lot of thought put into that. So like a lot of people don't realize this. Um, if you just have protein without fat, you're not going to necessarily like satiate hunger. Um, protein is usually intended in its natural source to be consumed with some type of a fat. And so the balance of the fat and the protein that we have coming from the plant ingredients is, is really what gives a, an incredible amount of hunger coverage uh, when you eat our product. And, and I think that's another thing that our uh, customers love is you're not just having a snack you're literally having it was designed to do what it's done it's called midday squares for a reason you're stuck in the middle of the day your supper's probably only at 7 p.m and you don't want to eat crap and this gives you uh you know anywhere from three to four hours of solid hunger coverage so that that comes from the the, the good fats we're using so all the fats are cocoa butter and uh and pumpkin seeds that's it we like to say it's like carry over, like that, like 2 p.m. where like you crashing down, you need that carry to your dinner time. That's what we like to call it. Yeah. So kind of briefly mentioned earlier, we said we want to talk about how to create a hype for your business utilizing social media. Just to, so we're clear from, from the, day that, the day that we're recording, how long has it been that this company exists? So it's we, six months officially. Yeah, so we're going into our six month right six now. Mm-hmm. Um, we Nick and I were working on it for some for some good amount of time prior to that um, on the, obviously the branding and the the formulation with McGill and all these things. But officially, August fifteenth, we launched a video on social media and we have not looked back since. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like you know you're always like it's all it's all sold out. There's a hype yeah. already online. Uh, I know we spoke with Jake earlier, and and he did mention how even he, there's results to be shared through through what's been going on. Yes. But talking about like how you start, you said you, you start contemplating this before, like talk, like 
going more about like the situation of the chicken or the egg or, or the egg. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, which came first? Is it is it the product or the demand? Like, how did you say like we're gonna be creating this? Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, no. Um, the product existed in in a form. So Les was making a version of this product for me uh, prior, um, and then this is where the aha moment came. So it was no secret that they, we knew that the demand was going to be there. We just didn't know to what extent. I was reading a report. Um, that was an industry report given to me by someone on the inside. I can't name the names, but it was it was an extensive report done, uh, and they paid a ton of money for this. And basically, I was reading this report, and you had the real chocolate. That real chocolate is pretty much any chocolate above like fifty five percent was growing. Let's call it above forty percent year over year. And um, vegan protein bars so non-whey protein bars because a lot of people were using whey prior to this and you know the industry wanted to move away from that was growing at above 35 percent over a year uh year over year and there's like in that moment that i was reading this report i was like wow there's a white space here because i'm a chocolate lover and also i was always someone that was constantly snacking eating protein bars if you had all protein bars on the market at this point in time, anything that was chocolate was really just chocolate flavored. So they were using either artificial chocolate flavor or a confectionery chocolate base. So a confectionery chocolate base, you guys have seen it. It's that typical, like if you've ever had a granola bar growing up with the chocolate encrusting all over it, that's made with 85% sugar, palm kernel oil, and very little cocoa. So it wasn't in the, the real chocolate category. So to me, it was like a no-brainer. I was like, wow, what if we had a baby between these two? And in that moment, I'm like, wow, Les is kind of already making this product for me. We, there's something there. Let's, let's look a little bit deeper. And so the next morning we woke up, I asked her, we were literally having eggs, and I said, well, why don't we commercialize this product? Like this is, there's a huge demand for this type of thing. So to answer your question is, is uh, I'm a big believer in if you're going to build a product, find a demand first. And I think the demand existed, and we just tapped into the demand. Right. So I think, I, aside from the product being great and amazing like they're talking about, you know, I think a true thing that has given that hype that you're talking about is, is having people you know, relate to us and being authentic as possible. For our social media, we created it more like a TV series, more like a TV show. Rather than being about, oh, it's just chocolate here or it's just you know, pictures that, we took it and we showed our life and we showed what the life of an average person is that's on the go, busy, healthy, fun, young, whatever it is. And they were able to relate to the exact same thing as us. And I think that the authenticity and showing love in everything we do and showing that effort that, you know, we'll go that extra mile for them, whether it's like, you know, delivering them a good if it's late or whether it's, you know, just sending them a video of us saying hi. That has created something that not a lot of brands or companies take into consideration. I think that here Nick's going to continue it. Yeah, no, I, it's very important, though, that I want to jump in. That, in my opinion, is just the fuel. If the logs don't exist already, the fuel and the, if the log and the fire doesn't exist, the fuel will do nothing. And so it's very important to remember that that demand was, I think, the first and most crucial step for us being able to put the fuel on the fire. You put the fuel and we don't have the demand that I was just talking about, I don't think we're here today. Right. Mm -hmm. you, I think the combination of, of something that explodes is great entrepreneurs behind the product, uh, strong product, and then authenticity. Because I think if you have those, and product market fit, right? If you have those four things, um, that's the formulation for success. And I think at the end of the day, 
um, the the problem that's happening right now with a lot of brands is, and what Jake was speaking about is, is people are lacking authenticity. People are, are doing what they believe people want or what they believe people want to see or hear instead of just being themselves, you know? And, and I discovered that personally because I was very concerned months before I started this, okay, how do I look when I'm on camera and I'm on this? But I realized people like me like this. Mm-hmm. That's what people want to see. That's when I'm getting five, 600 likes for a photo is when I'm just Leslie. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of the whole thing right here is us being Jake, Nick, and Leslie together with a really strong part of that product that a lot of thought process and effort put into it and the market demanding this product. Because we've all tried this individually and failed. It, that's what I was yeah. about to say. Yes, exactly. I had a clothing company and I had amazing clothing, but I was trying to shove my clothing down people, down people's throats versus them being like, oh, wow, I need what you created. And that's so, what the beauty so of So I had the opposite works. of her. I had the front fun and, you know, the, the hype that I guess he called fuel before, but I didn't have the logs. So, right, so I failed. That's it. And then he, I guess, is a, a little bit of both. Yeah. No, it is a little bit of both. And we've tried doing this on many occasions. Like I've worked with also not just on my own projects, but, but tons of different startups in Montreal. <laughs> the product's everything. Like, you don't yes. have that, you're getting nowhere else. Right, and that's the thing. You might buy this product because you think it's cool or it looks cool, um, but that doesn't mean you're going to buy it again. Once you open the package, mm-hmm. it's all what's inside. Mm-hmm. And then you like what's inside, but then you're like, oh, wow, behind her are these three people that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. And that that's are, the fuel. yeah, that's the fuel, right? So mm-hmm. that's what people are freaking about. And we all bring such different things to the table. So when somebody's meeting Jake, right, at the store, I mean, it's his character. It's that thing that you can't just become. It's Jake. And that's what they love. They love Jake. And that creates a hype because he's there on his car. So he's, woo! Whatever. And that energy is being spread. Right. And that's part of it. Yeah. Right? So it's the, it's the combination of you three working together. But yeah. it's also like having a great product and being yourselves, bring together that, that, that made this a success. But uh, I would also say like something that got added from what we saw from the stories, like the Instagram stories and stuff, such the culture, yes, you guys created culture. a culture around crew it. love, yeah. crew love, exactly. So you have all these people buying your products, sharing your products, and uh, and and like and like let's say you mentioned, uh, you guys are also like sharing so much online. You're like, I don't know how many you, get, you probably have like 30, 40 stories a day yeah. almost, yes. and uh, and uh, which is very hard. It's just very hard. I, I know because you, when you're launching a business or you're operating. You know, you're focusing on one of the three big circles, which, you know, it's our publicity, production, or, or sales. Yeah. You cannot do all of that. No. And, and, and it's like, a, like you have the perfect combo. And, yeah, I mean, most of the time we see you, Jake. We yeah. see you, you're in, you're, you're in the stories. You go on those carts. You go around the, you're on the stores. You're, you're creating a crew love. Yes. Bring people together. Um, what, other, what other things you might say that that's creating that hype, really? Like, we see the taste was good. The, you guys are charismatic. What else is bringing that? So do you guys mind if I take this? Take it. So when, before Jake was in the company, uh, Nick and I were chatting about a few things and he had come up with this idea to um, launch the sample program. 
Um, so the sample program at the beginning really allowed people to try our bar from the comfort of their home instead of going to a store and having to, you know, take a little, sometimes you're like insecure to take the food. Mm-hmm. At the can- There's all these things with taste testing. Why not everybody goes to the, you know, taste the, taste the food. So he's like, let's just do it through our website and allow people to have a sample for, at the time it was 50 cents. We had to shut it down because we exploded and we were in a consistent backlog. Um, But so he was like, let's launch that. And then I said, I believed in our product so much that I said, let's take a photo and let's write on the photo. If you don't like this bar, we'll refund you your money. Or we'll- we'll, Yeah, to the likes of that. Something along those along those lines. And from that one idea, what the sample program turned into our sample Polaroid program, um, first time customers get us a Polaroid that's that's personalized um, to the person. To this day. To this day. Every first time customer. Gets every first time customer gets it, and it's part of the experience. And I think that is what initially also exploded: is people wanted to post this photo of the three founders with a message to them with the bar. Like they were just like, whoa, this is this is a great unboxing experience, you mm-hmm. know, and let's repost it. It's funny because so many companies put so much money into their unboxing experience from like a design aspect or box aspect. And, and we just, unfortunately, we're not, weren't fortunate enough to be in a product area where we can spend that type of money on the unboxing experience because it just didn't allow, we would have to charge so much more for the product. But so we had to, you know, do something simple, cost effective, and in my opinion, that picture went further than any other high end box yeah. we could have ever yeah. built. Yeah. In our like, we could have like spent. People keep our photo on their fridge. Yeah, that's what? pretty powerful. They yeah. even put it on their walls, their <laughs> Instagram walls too. You know, and I think that got the audience um, familiar. Again, this wasn't planned; it was purely by accident. That got the audience. Uh, in a habit. In a, not, I wouldn't say interested in engaging with us as founders. Yes. Because they started to see these three people and became more curious about them. Mm. And I think we doubled down on that. We saw that, that it was creating a curiosity. And from an entrepreneur standpoint, I really believe your job is to identify what works and what doesn't work and to quickly eliminate what doesn't work and, and quickly double down on what's working. And so it's it's weird from that program this kind of whole uh, ethos of our company has become about filmography, cinematography, that whole culture of like you go around, you see it. Pictures is embedded in the like identity of who we are. And from that, we're like, like I don't, I don't know how many food startups. We employ a full-time cinematographer in here. Yeah. She wow. works all day, every day. She's full-time for us. And she's just filming all day. Um, and I'm that watching. was a cost that I don't think we necessarily wanted to incur right away. But when you look at what was working, it was hard to argue against why that wouldn't be extremely important for us as, as a company. And so that picture really grew um, this, this beautiful flower, which is cinematography, video, and, and, and photography is part of everything we do every day. Mm-hmm. I like to build on that. So I never even really thought of it like that. And now this is a very aha moment for me, actually. Um, so I think that picture, that Polaroid picture, of the three of us allowed for the crew love that we created to want to know more about us. And it told us in, indirectly to get on those videos and to actually speak about things that they can get to know us as different people. Like Leslie said, they know me at the stores, they know I'm crazy and you know, this, this, that. They know that she has more like execution, she's the, the brains in the, in the production facility. They know Nick's a little nerdy, you know? So they got to know us 
from that picture to allow them to get this physical image of us. And then we took it from that level, like he said, doubled down, but made it more about the real deal of who we actually are. And I think that because we're all so different in, in you know, three different ways, very different, it allows us to touch upon a, you know, I wouldn't Big say audience. a niche. It's not a niche. It's a huge group, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's something important for what, what we call the crew love, you know, and I think that, you know, is huge. Right, right. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like we, we talked about this previously on our show where it's the, the content behind the business, which is very, very important that adds that credibility of like understanding who you are, but also like what you're offering. Like your product is very tasty, but if no one knew about it, they would never even buy and try it out. Um, but yeah, you guys are very creative people. You're creative entrepreneurs and uh, you're definitely like, like we you just mentioned, like how you're doing a lot of content. You have pictures all over the place. Um, you're using a lot, I guess, social, social media, specifically uh, Instagram. Any other social media platforms you've, you've tapped into? No, no, a little bit on Facebook. Facebook. But all to say is, I think, you know... Channels are... Imp- so I'm going to... I want to talk about channels of, let's say, Facebook, this, this, and that. So yeah, yeah, and I want to sum something up about Instagram is... I didn't realize how valuable it was until I started with Midday Squares. And to be honest, it requires so much work because, like you said, we're, we're doing things all day. The last thing we're thinking about is to put ourselves on camera. But, but, but we have to. Like we, th- this is, it's a big part of, of the connection we have to our customer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you know, when I, well, you know, you're, you're, you're struggling with it. But the value is there. So people need to realize that when they're launching a business is how to create good content for the people that are watching them or the people that are following them because that's crucial to your business. It just is. Like Nick said, we made the investment for the videographer. Um, it's it's important, right? People want to know. We're starting, uh, we do a thing called This is Entrepreneurship on mm-hmm. Instagram TV. Where that's another, it's not another platform, but I guess Instagram TV for us is new. Not everyone's on it, not everyone's watching it. But we started launching like anywhere from three to 10 minute episodes that we're trying to get out once a month or whatever on entrepreneurship because I also think that's important and our audience want to know you know, how to do it. That mm-hmm. having an idea is just one thing. Right. You know, bringing it to life is another. And then entering it into the market is, you know, crazy. Yeah, and to touch on channels, because you brought it about yeah. channels, it's like we have one motto here, yeah. which is we have to add value to the customer. Everything we do has to add value to the customer. And, and what I mean by value, is what we're about to release going to make you smile, laugh, feel a certain way? Are you going to learn something from it? Uh, is it going to touch you in that day rather than you just seeing this piece of content and mm-hmm. like, ah, like and, and, and if you look at a lot of people's walls, they get, they get more caught up on the aesthetic of the thing rather than the content that's being delivered right. from it. So, and we might have bad content some days, but we're yeah. working on that. But we try, yeah. but I'm just saying we try, we try generally very hard. So yes. to that point is Instagram started working and we're not a big enough team yet to focus on other channels right, right. and add value on those channels it's if we very were, important yeah, yeah. if yes. we were to just yeah. launch those channels it, it wouldn't be the way we feel it should be and so i think you got to just stick to a channel based on the capacity you have right and right now our capacity allows us to give a lot of love to instagram doesn't right. mean we don't think that there's huge potential on even LinkedIn and, and, and yeah. uh, right. Facebook, there's huge potential. Right. We just can't do it yet. Of course. And for those who are listening in, Instagram, uh, for those who don't know, is like a mini website. Mm-hmm. You can right. literally shop on it, browse items, you know, get get just of what the company is all oh. about and, and one profile. Basically. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, to, uh, to and, and also just one last thing on the platform yeah. is like if done properly Instagram is not just a B2C tool it's also a B2B tool of course we've 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 launched all of our major retailers through that channel so like that was the biggest thing I didn't realize mm. was that the ROI was not just on customers buying on our website we're closing accounts like Air Canada Copper Branch uh, Metro Group through these channels. Yes. Yeah, and what's interesting to see is, again, when, especially specifically when you talked about B B two B, is that you know you're not only a company, but you're also bringing in that personality. You're bringing in that that internet personality, basically. Yeah. Uh, that you know, like, are you an influencer or not? That's not really like what it is, but it still it still brings that like you still have that kind of following. People are oh. following you. So so if you are. If you're you are selling a product to a certain uh, store, you're bringing them an audience. Oh yes, because yes. you're creating content when you're there. Yeah. Oh, versus yes. another company might not do that. Well, might you just like skip above, like right. Just, just to give yeah. you an idea of what to, to really touch on that, when we launched Marche Toe, um, it was our user base that got it. We did a vote saying how many of you guys want to buy the product in the store, and I remember it was like 430 and change that voted. And so when I was speaking with the buyer. I printed all those votes out and I shared. So these forget us, forget our brand. Let's we both have a common goal. I serve a customer, you serve a customer. Your customer, who is also my customer, is asking to buy the product in your stores. And here's my proof set for that. Mm -hmm. So let's deliver on that, you know? And I think you're absolutely right. It's a two-way audience. And I think that response is being met where the retailers are looking at us and saying, wow. These people are bringing an audience to our stores, and and mm -hmm. we're not. It's a two-way relationship, not just we have the foot traffic, so we're going to list your product. It's they have the foot traffic, and we have the audience that wants to shop in their stores. So right. it, it really has been harmonious in that in that way. Right, and I actually wanted I wanted to like uh, finish up with that question. It's all about the, the client engagement. Uh, a lot of times, I see you guys ask questions. Yeah. You say like, "What kind of flavor you want? Where you want to buy it, or whatnot?" Yes. You know, how how is that going? Great. It's a huge tool. Thousands of answers coming. You know, I was just going through one for tomorrow. We're doing some sort of fun shenanigan tomorrow. You know, I got, I think, 895 answers from, from customers. Or crew love, I would say. Yeah. And I was going through and I was just reading it. And I was just like, there's so much value to understand. Where are these people located? Where do they shop? Where do they go? And now what I'm doing tomorrow is based solely on those answers. And you should see the now the responses we're getting from it. And I just find that the data from these people can guide you in so many di different directions. Mm -hmm. Flavors, for example, which is a huge market. Everything, even our packaging. Retailers. I mean, anything. Yeah. Years ago, companies had to pay like, like $30,000, $40,000 to get this data that we're getting in less than 10 yes. minutes. Yeah. Yes, the power of social media. It's, 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 it's insane. insane. Yes. Yeah. But yes. this it's whole insane. these whole tools that Instagram's like started kind of, I mean, you could say Snapchat invented them, but whatever. The social thing is that the fact that they're allowing you to extract data now, like by doing the, you know, the question box mm -hmm. or the yes, no's, that's powerful stuff. Because yeah. mm -hmm. not only could you see the percentage breakdown, you could see the demographical breakdown. You can start to really understand uh, statistically, how relevant this data is, and it's you know for me, it's it's the most powerful tool we have. If you're using business Instagram, you have so many options, um, which allow you to have like Nick was saying, so much data, mm -hmm. and um, that's driven us in terms of social media on 
you know, what, how to post, when to post. It's also, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's also, I want to touch on a very, uh, I think the audience will like this piece. It's also allowed us to understand a tipping point. So, like, we actually have a, a city rollout strategy because of it now. So, on Instagram, you can see your following demographic per city level. And we actually know what tipping point we need to be at in that city before we launch major retailers. That's, that's crazy because now we can go into Toronto. We can actively do our launch, track exactly what part of the tipping point we're at. Launch our local retailers, so like the gyms, the cool yoga studios. And when we reach that critical mass, we know it's time to bring on a major retailer. And that saves a lot of costs. Oh, Not only yeah. on advertising, oh, but also like because uh, oh, yeah. you, you have to produce. So mm-hmm. if you have a lot of inventory that kills, so you don't want to like overproduce either. Right. No, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'd like to really emphasize on something before we end because I know this is about social media and hype. I, I want to tell people that, you know, that starting a business that we devote a lot of time to it. Like, you know... Right before you came, we were, the reason why we were taking a little bit of time was because we were working on something for social media. So I'm talking all day. It's, it's not like, you know, people say, oh, just schedule all your posts. You know, we, we've tried that. That's not, it does, bullshit. it's bullshit. And I'm going to say it, I don't care. You know, we tried at the beginning, I tried to show them plans, this, that. It doesn't work because if you want to be as real as possible and, and as Moment. live as possible, you can't do it. Even if you, we got inspired today by something, there's a problem, something happened, the, something didn't come true, you know, some photo wasn't edited a certain way. We had to come up on the spot with something else, but we used six minds to create it. It wasn't, oh, we have one person in charge of social media, we're a team. And I think that, you know, a lot of people just use these agencies, which I, you know, I'm sure they're very talented and stuff like that, but they, there's not the love that we, we as a team put into it. And I think that's where, you know, it's not going to be that we're have 150,000 followers. We have a 6,000, whatever it is, core engaged real following that that actually enjoy what we post and what we do and, and that's why when we said we add value it takes a lot of time to think about that value because it's not three hours this morning for what a five second post yeah three so that's that's the thing it's it's important to to not like jake saying have these plans these big master plans on how mm-hmm. to tackle social media because just from last week the data that we received last week we know this week what changes we need to make and that you know that's us working through the weekend Monday morning, figuring it out and recreating the plan for this week and, and hoping that it could be on schedule and on time. But look, you're, you're testing new things every day. You're trying things and people are moving away from liking that perfect photo, that perfect Instagram, mm-hmm. all color coordinated. Like Nick said, people interact with the individual photo. And so on the day we launch a photo, we get 845 likes. None of it's paid. None of it's advertised. Not that there's anything wrong with advertising. It's important to do that. But all to say, like Jake said, we don't have 100,000 followers. We have 6,500 followers or something, and we have 845 likes. That's huge engagement. I see people with 32,000 followers with 300 photos. Right. Yeah. Right? So you got to just adapt every day. And like you were saying, listen to what the customers want on your Instagram and what like your crew love and, and adapt. And that's it. Yeah. Our, our last post on social media had it said our motto and what it said was if it's not really want to finish the sentence fuck yeah then <laughs> it's no. no so that's our our motto and, and everything we do but it, it really in social media I'm telling you things get rejected um, <laughs> no 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 like daily like we're, we're, we're people are told no we have let's say we have a videographer in house we have a photographer it's rejected all the time it's just a key flow until we find the fuck yeah, yeah. it ain't going up. But that's, yeah. why, <laughs> that's, that's why we are where we are. You can't settle in life in, in every department. You just can't. 
If it's not fuck yeah, then it's no. No, definitely. You gotta definitely. deal with that. Yeah. No, definitely <laughs> using... I uh, just want to shout out Derek Sivers for making that quote. Derek Sivers. Oh, yeah. Derek Sivers. <laughs> shout out. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely uh, for companies tuning in, invest invest in social media. Yeah. And I know a lot of you aren't. Yeah. But it's a it's a big game changer. And don't just do it for the sake yeah. of doing it. Right. That to yeah. me is the biggest, right. the biggest, the biggest, the biggest cop out ever is like, is this ideology of today we have to post a photo because we have to post a photo. Oh, yeah. It drives me mental. I know. I know. I, I personally took a, a big break during the holidays. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna do the same mistake as last year. Yeah. Let's enjoy life. Yeah, yeah. Yes. enjoy the moment Seriously. because uh, 2018. Well, it went very fast. Yeah, I yeah. know. Just I yeah. know what you're saying, yeah. and and uh, just give off. Authenticity is the key. Actually, you don't even need to have a social program. You just need to. If you're, I believe, if you're authentic in anything, one of these platforms, you're gonna build a good following. Yes. It, but authenticity is the key. An actual authenticity. Yeah, no real. A lot of people that go out there saying, "Oh, I'm authentic," or I, you know, authenticity. No, (laughs) you don't really have to say it if you are. All right, so uh, (laughs) this was this was great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing all these amazing tips on on being hype, creating a hype on on social media to for your business, and uh, yeah, make sure to check out Midday Squares. They're uh, almost in. Not in every store, but in the very majority yeah, of we the were, stores. We're about to hit 100 retail locations. 100 retailers. Woo! Let's not burn the mic. <laughs> that's a big deal for, uh, for a six-month-old yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, taste them out. I, I really love it. It's not just the hype. It's really the taste. It's really there. So, be sure to check out Midday Squares. And uh, thank you for, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. A lot of crew love. A lot of crew love. Crew love now. Be sure to follow us on our several social media outlets where we post a ton of content. And of course, to find everything in one place, visit our website, creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free and rewarding.